0: Welcome to the It's Our Business Podcast. My name is Eva, I'm your host, and here we talk about how to scale your business through group programs, virtual retreats, your service-based business from zero to six to seven and beyond figures. So let's get started. Hi, everybody. So I'm doing something a little bit different with this podcast. I'm going to be starting a series of several episodes where I'm going to walk you through what it actually took for me to go from literally zero to over five hundred thousand dollars months in my business, and when I really sat down a few days ago and i reflected on this, I saw that it really comes down to several principles. I think there's three or four that I'm going to discuss, so that you can really adopt them and you know and, and implement in your business. And then it came down to four or five strategies that I implemented that really made the growth possible. So, I'm also just for a full disclosure, I'm using this to record content for my book. So, if it sounds like this, it if it excuse me, sounds like a book sometimes, that's cuz it is. But I believe me, you're going to get a lot out of the upcoming podcast episodes that I'm going to be releasing one Every few days. So watch out for those and really take some good, good notes because there's going to be gold in this. And I promise you, if you implement what I'm going to be teaching here, um, you're not going to regret it. There's a lot of good stuff. All right. So first of all, uh, this is kind of an intro episode for the series. So I wanted to share literally like what happened, you know, going from being a medicaid to over half a million dollar in revenue in 18 months you know and as you guys know we just closed our first almost six hundred thousand dollar month and we're on track to become an eight-figure company in the next 18 months you know anything could happen of course right like anything as always nothing is guaranteed but we are one of the very few coaching companies in this space growing this fast And you're probably going, well, that's good for you, Eva, but over half a million dollar a month, that's so not where I'm at, right? So let me backtrack so that you really understand how unlikely this was for me to be here and achieve this. 18 months ago, and you guys have heard me share this, but I share this over and over because I think it's so important to do that. I was not in a good place. I was a single mom-to-be. I was about five or six months pregnant. And I was starting over from zero in my business coaching practice. I was doing all the things. I was doing tons of content, building courses, recording dozens and dozens of videos in a single day. (laughs) And literally, I'm not kidding. I think there were like days where I would record 35-minute videos or something like that. I was working with my VA on optimizing Facebook ads, working on landing pages and social media, literally all day long. It was, I mean, I was working 16 hours a day, no question. And emotionally, I was in this space nearing, I hate to say, a state of despair. I was newly pregnant, you know, or five or six months pregnant without a partner, without a co-parent, without financial support. And I promised myself that if my cash on my account went below 10,000, I would go get a job because I could not put my family in danger, right? And my daughter to be born. And so at this point, I was at about 4,000 in my bank account or getting close to that. I don't remember exactly, right? But I'll, I'll never forget the day I decided okay, you know, I'm going to have to put my daughter to daycare. Um, six weeks after her birth, because I was at a point where I knew I would not have enough money and I had to be realistic. Um, I did not have any money saved up for maternity leave. So I did some research. I made some calls to those local daycares and I showed up um, to the scheduled meeting to do a tour of the daycare, right? And the owner was really nice and everything seemed like okay. You know, it was a privately owned daycare spine. It was a little bit of an old, stale building, just like many buildings in Pueblo. For those of you guys who live in Colorado, you know, Pueblo is not the nicest town, right? And, um, you know, I asked to go to the infant room to see how the babies are. And there there was one nurse trying to help five babies. And I'm there, and there's like three of them are crying. At the same time and there was a boy looking at me crying like really this desperate cry and stretching his arms to me he was standing so he must have been at least you know um i remember her saying he was eight months but that couldn't have been the truth i think he must have been a little over a year or at a year and he kept stretching his arms to me i felt so helpless And I, you know, and I was feeling really bad for the nurse who seemed a little stressed out, you know, and that I was there observing that I think she might have felt a little judged, but there's this like, you know, there were probably like three babies crying and there's another baby in a corner observing all this. And, you know, it was, it was not, (laughs) you know, and a lot of parents have to do this, but it was, it was not great. And I wish I could tell you that was the moment when I said, you know what? Suck it up, Eva. You can succeed. You're not going to put Lexi in here. But that is not what happened, right? I sort of like, um, you know, accepted that. I put down a deposit and I signed a contract. And I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to have to do. My daughter is going to go at six weeks. She's going to go to this daycare, right? And I had tears. I still have tears when I think of that. So this is like a little bit of, um, you know, not an easy episode to record, but, you know, I had tears and I was like, how do parents feel about it? I asked that woman, she's like, and I'm like, is that hard for them to leave them here? And she said, "Uh, yeah, it can be hard. You know, she wasn't hiding the fact that it's very difficult for parents to do that when they have to, because many times parents have to do what they got to do, right? Uh, But, you know, at that moment, I gave up. I put down the deposit and I I went home. Now, thankfully, none of this materialized. Lexi never saw the inside of that daycare or any daycare. She has had an incredibly loving first 15 months of her life at this point point. And her and I live in a gorgeous, gorgeous house in Costa Rica in a beautiful town called Tinamusta, surrounded by jungle and mountains. I have an incredible full-time nanny with whom, you know, we joke and I call her my hired wife. <laughs> she literally takes care of not just me, but uh, not just Lexi, but also me. You know, she makes healthy lunches and, and meals and fruit smoothies and she helps with cleaning up the house and going shopping and taking care of laundry, uh, you know. Uh, When Alexi Alexi naps and all that, and you know, I wake. What my what my day looks like is just so far from what I thought was going to happen. I get up every day at four thirty, usually or five, and I spend silent time and meditation outside, usually on my porch because I have a beautiful outside office. Which, if you're hearing the birds, that's where I'm sitting right now, where it's seventy degrees most of the time. You know, I plan my day, I set intentions, you know, then Christina usually comes around six and I have a fitness trainer now newly that comes to my house two or three times a week. You know, we work out, the other days I go for a run, um, before Lexi wakes up, sometimes after, uh, Christina usually helps with breakfast and Lex, lets me know when Lexi wakes up and the mornings are really a sacred time for me. You know, Lexi, when she wakes up, she has this incredible smile. She's so happy to be up. She definitely didn't get that from me. I wasn't that way for most of my life. I'm like, oh, you know, give me some coffee, sort of thing. But um, you know, it's, of course, she's that age where sometimes it's a little bit of a struggle changing her diaper and all that because she's she's very active. Um, and you know, it takes it's a little bit of a battle to keep her to get her distracted. But you know, we have these really fun mornings together. And uh, we make them breakfast together sometimes with Christina and we hang out and it's just wonderful. And at eight, I usually kick off my day with a uh, team sales training and we have built an incredible team. It's no longer me, it's we, right? Um, and it's, there's so much enthusiasm and so much passions and the interactions have been off the charts in the past few months. And sometimes we, you know, role play sales calls. Other times They're sharing their vision boards. Occasionally we do uh, some form of spiritual exercise, you know, self-forgiveness, guilt release, that sort of thing. Uh, And I usually spend the rest of my work day uh, teaching and group calls or being live or doing podcast interviews where... You know, on the life calls, we have anywhere between twenty and fifty clients on the line at the same time, and the, the number is growing rapidly. But the energy and the performance and the uh, success and the sharing is just unbelievable, and it's the most fulfilled in the past year. That's the most fulfilled I've ever felt in my life, being able to contribute and serve and and really be in my zone of genius. And on the weekends, you know, we hike, I have this little backpack for Alexi, you know, she's become a little bit heavy, you know, she's on a bigger size for her age, but we will do some hikes, so we'll visit friends or go to the beach, and you know, it's not always perfect, I won't lie, Cause going to the beach with a toddler who is literally committed to stuffing every single thing on the beach, you know, rocks and sand and, um, you know at one point it's just too much to share here but she stuffed the cigarette butt into her mouth and I'm like really so it can it's nothing it's not relaxing exactly that's what I'm trying to say right but uh you know it's it's fun life for the most part and many times Christina also helps during the weekend just to be fully transparent right because um, because I sometimes do need to do some writing and recording on Saturday and Sunday morning. And like, I like it that way. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not the kind of mom who's going to spend 12 hours a day with Lexi and not have any time to myself. That would be really, really hard. So life is definitely not perfect. And over the next few podcast episodes, I will be sharing, honestly, not just the beauty of the struggles, uh, but, uh, and I will, I will you know, beauty of the struggles. and <laughs> Not just the beauty, but the struggles as well. But, you know, bottom line, if you told me 18 months ago uh, where I was at, you know, the old building of this daycare, if you told me if that this is what was going to materialize, I can tell you there's absolutely no chance that I would have believed you. But here... In the next few episodes, I will share with you exactly what it took, the principles and the strategies, and some of the mental, mental relentlessness that it also took to get there. And I'm doing this. Yes, you guys know I have a coaching practice and an incubator that helps entrepreneurs to do the same. But. You know, my belief is I don't charge for information. I charge for implementation. And so that is what you can expect here on this podcast, right? I don't hold much back. I don't try to, you know, withhold stuff and so on and so forth. So I will walk you through the principles and the strategies that it took for us to go from 0 to our first 565k revenue month in 18 months and we're still growing we're on track to double it and double it and double it again right so this this is perfect for you if you sort of fall one of the few categories A you provide a coaching, consulting, healing, a therapy practice or, or something along those lines, basically. You provide some form of education or healing, right? And you have this inner drive to grow your business. You may not know why, and it doesn't make spiritual sense, and you're not so much about the money even, but you know there is a next level for you and it drives you, it excites you, right? Or B, you're on the oh, you're on the verge of giving up, right? Because you have tried it all, you have done the funnels, you have done the automation, you have done the content, you have done the blogging, the YouTube, and you just can't seem to have the breakthrough in getting clients to work with you consistently. Or, C, you have been clients into one on one session. But like many of our clients and people who participate in retreats, you feel straight up uninspired by all that one-on-one coaching. You've kind of grown past it and you're a little bit sick and tired of it because it's a lot of work, not a lot of reward. Not all the clients are, you know, let's just say ideal clients. They're not getting the results you want them to get and you're not getting where you want to be in your business and, and you know, working as a leader in your zone of genius. Right or D, you have already transitioned to one too many work, and are beyond six figures in your practice or business. Maybe even a multi six figures or beyond, but you're still the only salesperson in your business, and you at this point you're probably really good at it, and that has sort of become your bottleneck, right? Because you can't just seem to wrap your head around giving this off to somebody else and scaling any further. It just seems, you know, going from six to seven or multi-six to multi-seven or whatever figures just seems like you would have to work 10 times harder, harder. And all you want to do is work less. So in the next few episodes, you will have an extreme clarity about what you have been doing wrong. And what it is going to take for you to go to six, multi, six, seven, multi, seven figures with wherever you are, okay? I was going to say with ease and flow, but it's going to be more like grit and courage. (laughs) But, of course, the implementation of this is going to be up to you just by listening to something, you're not going to get anywhere, right? It is implementation and skill skill building and resilience and relentlessness and spiritual work and grit and, yeah, it is hard work. But I can tell you this. A client after client who has implemented what I teach and had gone through our virtual surf method retreat, where I teach these principles, they, their results have been straight up stunning. Prue, who is a coach from Australia, literally brought in 117K of Australian dollars don't ask me for conversion. I don't know. In her first retreat, it's, it's a lot of money, bottom line. From group program sales, within six weeks of learning what you're going to be learning in these next few episodes, okay? Mag Green, who is a brand new coach, who was a brand new coach. She was struggling for six months to get any clients at all. She had a 38,000 in British pints, which I think translates to over 50,000 in USD, from group program sales three weeks later, okay? And then we have Becky, who's a therapist and a fitness coach in the US, US who was not practicing her zone of genius at all. She was a beach body coach, and she loves the fitness thing, but she was not bringing all her skills and everything she has to offer it at all, right? And what she was charging was next to nothing, right? What does Beach body cost? Is it like $100 a year plus some supplements? I have no idea, but it's pretty low. She launched our hybrid program, which is sort of a mix of life coaching, therapy, and fitness, charging uh, $5,000 for a yearly membership and enrolled 10 people, some of them, most of them, you know, paying the full price. Some of them at some discounts. It wasn't a full fifty thousand in sales. It was a little bit less, like forty. But still, she launched. She enrolled ten people into her program, into her hybrid program, within six weeks of learning what you're learning here. And I could go on and on and on. But that is what we're going to talk about in the next few episodes. So make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Make sure you participate in our upcoming retreats and make sure you watch out for the upcoming episodes. And every time one comes out, grab a piece of paper, take some notes, and for the love of me, implement this. Do not let this be just another thing, because that's what I see with 95% of people who, you know, learn these things online they don't implement. So don't let this be another thing that is just another spaghetti, right? Implementation is going to be key. So I'm going to see you on the next episode. Get excited, get ready. I am so excited to share this with you. To continue the conversation, I want to invite you to join our next seven-day retreat uh, that we're doing, and you can do so by sending the word retreat to 66866, and that will get you registered, and we'll see you there.